Hey, hey, welcome back to the Women's Healthy Living Club podcast, also known as the WHLC podcast. I'm your host, Darian. Welcome back. I'm so happy your ears are tuned in again to this podcast. It's so funny because I go back and listen to them to make sure I don't sound like a total idiot. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like I do sound like an idiot. So if if you've come back to listen... Thank you so much. You're making me feel like less of an idiot, and I really appreciate it. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about a few things, um, mostly concerning coffee and caffeine. But before we get there, I was just, I was just like, I'm in the car, I'm on my way to work, and I was just thinking to myself, like, being a human is so freaking interesting. Like, what? the hell (laughs) this is a crazy crazy ride and I was thinking about how you know we kind of ride in these waves where we where we you know try to make all these changes and we do really well for a couple of weeks and we're like yeah I'm doing it and then for whatever reason we feel the need to retreat back into what is familiar and what was you know our, our previous normal and I I was thinking about that because I've currently done that with coffee and what I, what I like to do is tell myself, oh, I'm just doing an experiment. <laughs> like, yeah, just do an experiment. That's all. It's not, a, it's not a relapse. It's just an experiment. It's fine. But really, I mean, ca- caffeine, it is a drug. It's not a deadly drug, clearly. I mean, it's all over the world and everyone accepts it as like freaking gold. But when it comes down to it, it is a drug. And so that's why I talk about it as a relapse because... I was off of caffeine for almost six months and I felt amazing and wonderful. But sometimes what happens is that personally, I feel like I, I think I feel too good. I'm like, oh no, I feel too good. Maybe I can tolerate this thing again. And then it seems like I have to plunge back into what I left to feel better, to remember that leaving it made me feel better. Isn't that freaking weird? That doesn't make any sense. And I, I can't be the only one in this. I can't be alone in this. Otherwise, everyone would be changing their lives dramatically all the time. And so I just thought it would be interesting to talk about it, especially in regards to caffeine. So getting to caffeine. I am back on the bean juice, baby. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I started drinking coffee again because... I wanted to use it first off for energy. I felt like I had no energy for a little bit and it was probably because I wasn't eating the cleanest of diets. And so I was using coffee in the morning. I remember when I was in um, going to school for OT, it was like my common practice was to put some buttery coffee in the blender and sometimes with a little honey, don't judge me. And I would have that and sip on that coffee all the way until like noon. And that would be my first meal was at noon. And then I would stop my meals at like seven. And I was at a really good weight at that time. I felt really lean and in control of my body. I didn't feel like weighted down or heavy or anything. I wasn't training jujitsu at that time though. And um, I, was, I was barely strength training, to be honest. I barely strength train now. It's, it's a hump that I have to overcome every single time I go to lift a weight. But um, So I, I kind of retreated back to that. Like maybe that'll help me get back to my my goal weight, so to speak. And the only reason I have a goal weight, let me just prep, like put this in there real quick, because quack, <laughs> real quick, because um, 
you can you can ride a scary line when you're like super hyper focused about weight. It can it's something that can like send you pretty quickly into an eating disorder. And the only reason I'm like having a goal weight quote quote is because I compete in fighting and fighting you have to weigh yourself. So um, and you have to you have to make a weight to be able to compete at a certain class. And so my goal weight. I'll be totally transparent with you guys. I'd like to get under 140. After I did that sugar challenge, I just like, I got off social media for like a whole week. Woo, wow, what an accomplishment. Not really. I plan, I have such grandiose goals sometimes. I planned, I was like, I'm going to get off social media for six whole months. Yeah, fucking right. That did not happen. But you know what? At least I got a, a good week of detox from it. And then what also happened was like, oh, I'm not running this challenge. I can eat whatever I want. Nope not a good idea so I ended up putting on a few pounds of probably inflammation because I find I mean I usually it's not like I gain a bunch of weight in two days but over time maintaining that weight by binging on sugar or or poor quality food it just maintains that poor that bad weight or I shouldn't say bad I should say heavier weight and so I was like a couple things not last week but the week before that I was riding around 152, 151, and I could not break past the 150 mark for a little bit. So I tightened some things up. I kept some sugary things in my diet, but I lessened the the load. Like I didn't, I wasn't eating as much volume of it, which was very helpful. (laughs) Currently today, I'm at 147, and I maintained 148 all last week. So little by little, I'm trying to shave off this damage that I've done to get back into competition shape, but I'm getting off, getting off subject. Podcasts are hard because my brain is like all over the place. Anyway, so I was trying to retreat back to that, that way of living where I had my coffee, I did my intermittent fasting, and then I ate my meals at 12, between 12 and 7. And that seemed to do me really well. Um, at that time, that's the key, at that time. Plus, I didn't have as much training load, so it's a little bit different. Um, since getting back on coffee, I've noticed a lot of things and I wanted to share them because I have a fresh perspective. It's like, it's, this is kind of a dirty metaphor, but it's like, uh, it's not dirty. Sex isn't dirty, but it's almost like a virgin going to have sex for the first time. And they have a fresh perspective on what it was like the first time after you've had sex a bunch of times. It's like, well, I don't remember what it was like when I was a virgin because I was, I was a virgin then like you can't relive those experiences so it's kind of like that it's like I was coffee virgin for six months and then I went back to coffee and now I'm sharing my perspectives on how fucked up it is (laughs) now I don't it's not like I'm a coffee hater hashtag coffee hater what I'm not a coffee hater um Tom and I talk about this a lot and he has a really wonderful phrase that um the poison is in the dose Everything in life is a tool. Anything that we consume, anything that we manipulate, use, do, it's a tool. And the poison is in the dose. So you can make a tool go real sour real fast if you overdo it or underdo it. It's a little delicate balance we have to rock here as human beings. And so I'm learning that my balance does not include coffee. It just doesn't. I took a gene test actually a little while ago that Tom bought for me for Christmas, the 23andMe gene test. And... Um, then I ran it through like some analyzing system. I don't know how that shit works, but what it told me was that I'm a slow metabolizer when it comes to caffeine. 
What does that mean? That means a little tiny bit goes a very long way, very long way. And so, and I actually, I was listening to this, um, like recording of like some, um, I don't know how to describe it. It was like a live podcast. Like she was just talking to the camera. Her name's Elisa, Elisa Vitti. She has the women code book and has like a whole movement on how to use food and diet to get your hormones in check and live a better, happier life. And her advice is great. You should read that book. It's wonderful. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's very, very, very simple and very basic. Like it's wonderful. You should read it. But she was talking about caffeine too and how um, most most of the population, the majority of the population, some studies she quoted, you can go find it on her Facebook page or something if you want to join her group. Um, it's in there. But she was quoting a piece of research that showed that most of the population are slow metabolizers of caffeine. But here we are, all of us, saying, coffee, coffee, coffee. Can't get what can't get through my day without coffee. Oh my gosh, no crack in the workplace? Then give me coffee. Like, whoa, everybody is on this fucking coffee caffeine? That's a hashtag caffeine. Caffeine. <laughs> Everyone's on this caffeine coffee kick. And it's like totally promoted and accepted and pushed. And so it's ironic because most of us don't handle it well. And we're like, yeah, we need it. So the other thing that the other piece of um, information that she quoted from a study, which I found really interesting, was that caffeine plays a, a role in developing um, fibro. What am I trying to say? I wanted to say cystic fibrosis, but that is not where I'm going. Um, hold on, I'm trying to drive and I can't see the freaking light because the sun's blinding me. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm gonna make it. Anyway, um, it has a role in developing fibroids, like. Fibroid, fibro. Anyway, in your breasts. I don't know if you've ever felt that or if you have them personally. I have them, and I they they actually got more noticeable and a little bit like achy and painful before my periods when I was off of coffee. I got off of it. I think it was like a a withdrawal symptom, maybe. I don't know, but they do. Caffeine consumption does play a role in developing. Um, that kind of breast tissue and that kind of breast tissue can start out as benign, but it's, it feels like hardened, like tissue. And that at first scared me. I was like, Oh my God, do I have cancer right now? Like, is that what's going on? Do I freaking have breast cancer? Like I would really like to know. And I, I did some Googling and I found out that it was just five fibroids. I want to say like fibroidic tissue. That's it. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. God, I should read my, do my research before I try to record these things, but um, do more research. I did do some research. I'm quoting this lady who quoted these things, but anyway, so that was one other thing. And then some personal things that I noticed in my own experience. I don't have any science backing this up. I'm just giving you a disclaimer so you don't go take this to your doctor and be like, Darian said this. I, you know, I don't know um, if it's correlated to caffeine or caused by caffeine it's it there's it's hard to know unless there's some crazy study to be done about it but I noticed that the more that caffeine over time it wires me just as much as it tires me so like I I had my first coffee in a while and I was like oh my god I was freaking out like I had all these ideas rushed to my mind and I had wanted to get all this stuff done and I was laser focused 
super hyper um, communicative with Tom, you know, just like rolling through topics and just sorting out life right quick. Had a great, great time. And then it was great all the way through the day. Lasted me all day long. Like I just, I was even going to bed, like having all these, like, I should do this. I I should do this. You know, like brain chatter. And then, you know, days go by progressively. I've been on coffee for about a week and a half now. And I'm already like, I got to get off this crap. I can't do it anymore. Um, So throughout that week and a half, every day that I've had coffee, I've gotten more and more tired waking up in the morning. Isn't that weird? That's weird to me. I think that's weird because it's, it's (laughs) it's a product and drug that creates its own problem and solves it in the same, in the same lick. Isn't that weird? So you drink the coffee because you are tired in the morning and you want to feel wired. So then the coffee wires you. And then when the next morning comes, you're freaking more tired than the morning you had before. So I just, I think it's like, I just don't like the cycle. I, I miss waking up in the morning and feeling like charged and like, hell yeah, let's get today. Let's do, let's do today. Let's do it. But lately I've been waking up and it's like a drag, a serious drag. Like I gotta, I gotta get one foot off the bed for just like 10 minutes. Then the other foot off the bed for like 10 minutes. Then I lay there for another 10 minutes. Like it's terrible. I used to spring right up and just get ready to go and have no like draggy, tired, sad feeling. And then the other thing, I've been buying my coffee out at a coffee shop. Respect to Red Dog. I love you motherfuckers. Um, really, I love Red Dog. It's a great coffee shop. I, I'm happy to be supporting them, but I also have some financial goals that I need to tend to. So buying coffee every day is seriously impractical as far as, you know, trying to save money and all that stuff. I could have been making it at home, but let's be honest, their coffee's way better. So that's another reason I wanted to get off of coffee. And then um, I found over time, like after the first four or five days, I was like feeling super rigid, just like, like easily upset by anything. Like, like for example, yesterday my shower was like on the fritz. It was tweaking out and it was in the morning. I was already pissed that I had to wake up and tired and had that grumpy, like, I don't want to get up feeling. And then I got in the shower and I put the shower on. It stayed in like a nice temperature and then straight up burned my ass. Like it turned so hot. I was like, oh, like I had to jump back, almost slipped and died in the shower. Then by the t- I'm like trying to like slowly but surely like tap the little uh, faucet thing. So like maybe a little bit colder, please. It goes ice cold. So it's either like burn you and die hot or freeze to death cold. And I almost like lost my shit because I was so upset. And I found that that noise is my car turning off. Sorry. I found that, um, I, I knew this before and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to see, maybe it's all in my head that I get more like irritable, edgy and like mean during my luteal phase when I drink coffee. I thought like maybe I was making that up in my head and just, you know, living it out. Cause that happens. Like if you have a real solid belief about something, it can run your ass. It can run you. And Um, so I thought, you know, let's try having some coffee and seeing if it's all in my head or if it's actually the caffeine. I think it's actually the caffeine y'all. I really do because like I, I haven't, I've had periods without drinking coffee 
I told you I've been, I was off of it for six months. And in those times when my luteal phase would come, I would just get a little more introspective, a little more quiet, a little more spacious. I need, I wanted and craved more time by myself to just like stare at trees, like do things that are like really, really simple. And since getting on coffee, I like my last cycle, I actually had a serious breakdown because I wanted to work out because I had the coffee and I had like all this like uh, artificial energy, I'm going to call it because, you know, I'm taking something in to give me more energy than I would have naturally just eating regular food. And so I had all this artificial energy, but my mental space was like irritated, wanted space, wanted to just chill. And I like broke down because I was pissed at myself for wanting, for my body wanting to slow down. I was upset that I didn't want to work out. So I legit like cried like a big baby. Like I just want to work out. I, I don't want to work out, but I know I have to work out and I just have to do it. I have to, I don't want to cried when I, and Tom was like, you know, beast mode, just doing his regular ass shit. So that was making me upset too. Cause I was like, why is it so easy for him? He just picks up the weight. He has no emotions to have to like hurdle over. That's not true. He's human too. He has emotions to hurdle over, but from the outside looking in, it looks like that. So I just left the apartment, made my space, did like a simple little kettlebell workout. I didn't, I, I had this grandiose idea. Like I'm going to lift the barbell. I'm going to stack that shit with max. And then I'm going to bench press and over. And I had all these like heavy barbell lifts. Like that was my expectation. And my, my body was like, uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that right now. So I freaked out, did my little kettlebell workout instead. Felt amazing. Big rush of endorphins was like laughing at myself that I broke down about working out. It was so stupid. But I had been drinking caffeine and lots of coffee and not just like coffee, like that you brew at home, like the strong ass cold brew coffee with coffee ice cubes from Red Dog. So good though, man. It's so good. If you are a coffee drinker and you handle that shit well, support Red Dog in Manitou. Thank you. Love you. Anyway, so it definitely affects my cycles. I definitely feel more edgy, more irritable more, um, easily wavered by things in life, like emotionally quick to be frustrated, stuff like that. Whereas I, I definitely felt more in control of my emotions when I wasn't on coffee. Um, so with that said, start observing yourself. I know that a lot of people drink coffee and it's totally normal, but if you feel like, you know, tired in the morning, if you feel like during your luteal phase and thereafter that, you know, you have like a a significant increase in edginess, irritability, um, depression, or like, it's usually not so depressing for me, actually. It's more like I need to like punch something. I'm really upset or like irritated by life. Then take a look at your caffeine consumption. It doesn't mean you have to quit coffee, but maybe you can scale it back and alternate every day. Like, you know, maybe one day you have coffee, two days you have tea the next day of coffee, you know, because I noticed that it really starts to hurt and affect me when it's every single day that I'm having coffee. Tea has a different effect on me for whatever reason. Um, I don't feel as dry and dehydrated after tea. Coffee, I do like I instantly, my throat feels like it's dry. My nose feels like it's dry. And, um, progressively over time, like I said, for the last week and a half, it's accumulated where I've gotten like increased dry patches on my skin and on my face 
And that's a kind of another sign that my body's like, hey, girl, <laughs> I don't really like this shit. Everybody does, but it's not good for us. So I'm going to start getting off coffee today. I, my friend from work, I, um, she's so sweet. Shout out to Kate. She got me a chai tea latte from Starbucks for taking one of her patients one day. And it's funny. I totally forgot she was going to bring it. And so I bought coffee that morning yesterday and I was like, shoot, I gotta be like, I want to be respectful of this gift, but I definitely want to drink this coffee because I know I'm going to quit tomorrow. Sorry. So I saved it and I'm having that today to start weaning off. Um, that's my caffeine spiel. There's more on my blog if you want to read about that. Um, and that one is a good perspective because it's, I, I was caffeine free when I wrote it. So it's a little bit different, um, but mostly the same information, I think. So yeah, think about what you're doing, y'all. It really helps to like, because sometimes we get trapped in these patterns, like I said, and they, and I say trapped, we're, we trap ourselves. And the reason we trap ourselves is because it's familiar. It doesn't even have to be comfortable all the time, but it's familiar. We like things that are predictable. <laughs> Humans, we love it. We want things to be predictable, but we live in a world of total chaos. So it's like kind of a paradox, like all these little beings that want predictability and perfection. And then here we are living in a world that, that doesn't honestly truly exist where it's totally in flux all the time. And so I always encourage myself and especially others, especially myself too, to, to, to always like take a minute and be like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is it helping or is it hurting? Like, be honest about it and take an objective perspective on, on your habits. And that's kind of what I decided to do now. And I usually, for women, it comes pretty naturally to do that around your menstrual cycle. Just because it's a quieter time, your body's slowing down. You know, a lot of the energy you have is moving, is working inward in building a little home for a human. And so a lot of our mental energy also follows where the body's energy is going. And so it's a good time to kind of reflect on what's going on and um, what's happening. But I, I want to emphasize that those, we stay in these patterns because we know them. It doesn't matter if they're good or bad, if they're hurting us, helping us. We want to stay in them because we know them. But have no fear, my love. Have no fear because there are, there are other ways. There are always other ways. And it just takes a little bit of bravery to start chipping away at those habits that may be hurting you and putting in new habits and becoming so familiar with those habits that you don't even think about it anymore. And now you have positive reinforcing habits. So that's all I got for today. It was kind of a short car ride. I think we made it, um, oh, 20 minutes. That's good. That's not bad, but I've got to get to work now. So, um, until the next podcast, thanks again for listening, and I hope that you have the best day of your life, and if not, have a better one than you did yesterday. That's that simple. Until the next podcast, I say good day. <laughs>